This episode is sponsored by Overcast, a better podcast app than whatever you're using right now. Unless it's Overcast. Get Overcast for free on the App Store. Welcome back to the Atma Show. Hi, we're your hosts. I'm Peter Kim. And I'm Anji Kim. And we're your fucking politically active k-pop standing <laughs> fucking we are so proud to be korean uh, this today. week today this is what a fucking cool always yes but what a cool time to be korean and we are coming at you hot i'm so excited to be here with you guys we're back on the schedule and um I'm excited to uh, do this show today, really, because this is like if it's the confluence of our Koreanness and our Americanness and our wokeness and our political activeness, all of that coming together today, and this is it's cool. I, I, I I'm 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 liking the seat that we are filling right now. Yeah, no, we are definitely in a in a in a way. In a way. In a way. In our private yeah. lives, we have been dealing with some nonsenses. Yes. You know, like. There's sometimes when like shit is becomes too metaphorical. I know it lines up like, too much. Yeah, that's like, <laughs> it's like syzygy. Yes, like like my mind, like I can literally see the metaphor coming out, and it like becomes a snake and goes back and eats its <laughs> it, own ass. Yes, through yes. my mind. Yes. <laughs> Like, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm being yeah. fucked by this. I mean, like, truly, like, this is the reason why, like, satire, I think, is a hard work now. Is it even possible? Is satire even possible in the day in the age of Trump's second election? I'm not going to say term. Yeah. Because I'm not going to fucking speak that into existence. I know no. my power and I manifest. So I will not speak it. <laughs> I mean, there's like. I can't wait to be so fucking annoyed by the mediocrity of Joe Biden as president. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> give me the relief. Of being eye-rolling Joe Biden. I want to be disappointed. I'm tired of being angry. I just want to be disappointed. I just want to be disappointed. I, I don't want to, to be sad I would sad love anymore. to be let down. I would yes. love to be let down. I dream uh, to be let down. To be fucking given, to not meet a bar that was high. I would just <laughs> just raise the bar and then don't meet it. I don't care if you meet oh it or God. don't. I just don't want to be barred to be underground at this point. I just, yeah, that's right. We just want to be disappointed. I would live, I would die. I would kill. I am, I'm yes. literally killing to be disappointed. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Please disappoint us. <laughs> Trump's not even disappointing us. It's like, oh, He's I'm literally in, killing us. It's killing us. It's, I'm, it's like I'm living in hell. I'm living in a place with no rules, no con constructs of logic or you know a, a a community there's no community left we have zero community that's why i love this show because we have a fucking great community yeah. we have a small but mighty fan base who loves who loves being smart and being bougie yes <laughs> they love to be smart they love to read all of the thing they love reading <laughs> our audience is the best our audience loves being on top of everything is worried but loves to drink about it Mm. Is not afraid to have a throw back a glass of wine and be like, <sighs> you know what I mean? That like that that Han drinking where it's like you're not drinking to black out. No. You're drinking to just be like, yeah. <laughs> just go out to Dore <laughs> and be like, Dore ah, you know, yeah. like, to work through it. Yeah. You work through it. You want to process. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's I love that. And I, I love that about our listeners. I mean, that's I, I was um, I will say that I was drinking a little too much. Like I could tell like in the last you're falling back into the habit. Yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I did take a break and I truly did sleep 13 uh, we hours. To, we need someone to do a scan of our four years of shows and see how many times you say this on the podcast <laughs> of like, oh, I caught bitch. I caught myself falling again. <laughs> like I am. It's like it was. It is phenomenal to like. <laughs> it truly is like a re recording of an entire friendship because like it's because they're watching us be angry, be excited, be in love, fail, you know, all of yeah. it. And it, it's it's really fun. <laughs> I mean, it is. It's been a journey this past week and. Yeah. Or both of us in different ways. And it's yeah. like. 
I just, I, for me personally, quarantine, did I tell you my parents came over and my mom was like, we gotten so fat. I gained three pounds. <laughs> wait, and wait, who? My mom. Your, your mom, mom said she was fat? Yeah, she got, she, oh. she had gained, you know how Korean people say three like this? Yeah, three pounds. Yeah, how, three. Yeah, three, three pounds. pounds. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I looked at her and I, I hung up her. I hung up on her with my face. I was like, shut, <laughs> shut call. up. Three, and call, like three pounds. She's like, kind of so fat. And I was like, this is oh the reason my why Korean moms are all Mama, so fat shady. Yeah, because they hate themselves. They hate <laughs> the way they look. It's so bad. My mom does it to me all the time. I told you, right, the other day I was Zooming with her and she told me to angle the fucking computer down. <laughs> She was like, it was like this for the people who are watching on YouTube. Like, it was like this, and she could see my chin. So she was like, oh, you go jump, you go jump, there, And I'm like, bitch, you tell me to make my face look small while we're having a family chat? I can never get off of this. Of course, she's she's dragging herself all the time. Yes. Yeah. And meanwhile, she's doing it to herself just so that she could do it to us. You know yes. what I mean? It's a fucking ploy. I have a feeling she's just using it as a fucking. I mean, I mean, look at me. I'm like, I'm like all self-conscious now. I got to do it too. Yeah, you got to lower it. Just <laughs> move a little bit of the corner down. Just... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, truly, like it's a, you're, you're right. Because it is so much of it is like self-directed hate. But yeah. like, it's just, I also think some of it is that even, I don't think that you can even say it's necessarily hate. It's thing. it's like a constant like. Reminder of yeah, your like a lack not of self worth. Yeah, like not good enough. They don't yeah. hate themselves. They're just like not good enough. What's because... the difference? Because you think you're worth being better, getting better. Like you know, like if you truly hate yourself, you would stop trying. But Korean people are constantly trying. Oh, oh. I would okay, accept it, and refute. Here, refute. Here's my refutal. Yeah. Refutal? Refutal? Refutment. <laughs> Refuttery. Here's my refuttals. Um, I I would conjecture to say the... the Stop f- using these words. I read it on a fucking article today. Let me use it. If you don't use it, you'll never know what it means. Uh, <laughs> I conjecture. I would conjecture to say that the fact that they keep trying to lose weight is the self-hate. If you loved yourself, you would stop trying to fix yourself. Okay. You know what I mean? And I'm not talking about like, oh, yeah, you can't say anything about someone being unhealthy. Right. Bitch, we're not talking about that. We're, mm-hmm. we're beyond health. We're assuming you're healthy. On top of the healthy behavior, if you're saying constantly, I look fat, I feel fat, you look fat, you feel fat, whatever, then that's a you thing. You don't feel good. My mom does not like the way she looks in the mirror. I mean, I yes. tend to like my. I think can I be fitter? Of course. You but are I, fitter. You guys lost like a lot of weight. I, I lost a lot face. of weight. Yeah, yeah. I got skinnier, but like yeah. even before that, like I would look at myself and I'd be like kind of chubby and pudgy yeah. and like big looking, but like I don't look at myself and go like, I. I'm not doing that. <laughs> and maybe that's my blessing. Maybe that's my privilege that I don't have to carry that around. But I just don't want to. Uh, the thing is, my mom does it. And she I had a complex for so long. It yes. ate at me for so long. Yeah. And. I wanted, I was like, maybe that's another reason why I don't think I want to have kids because I'm afraid to just fucking rewind that shit and give it right back to them, you know? So I'm like, yo, I cannot have kids or even adopt or purchase or whatever the fuck a kid unless I know that I'm not going to be fucking up this kid like my mom fucked me up. Okay, the complexa is like one, a huge part of, I noticed, and I think a lot of um, Korean kids that went back to Korea yeah. Like Korean Americans that like went back to Korea, a lot of Korean relatives would say you have a complex because ah. Korean Americans like have this thing because. OK, so what you're describing, you're right. I don't think. Well, first of all, let's get this out of the way. I don't know many Koreans that are like actually healthy. Like, I mean, like truly like that are like exercise and like eat right. Like, I don't know that many. I know like two. You mean of our generation? Mm-hmm. Really? 
that are like healthy? Like health conscious. I mean, we're all health conscious. Everyone eats like a ginseng and has like some like weird fat. No, like, no, that's, no. I'm like, talking about like regular gym, yes, like yes, working yes, out. Yes, yes. I, f- I don't know. All my tr- Korean friends are pretty. I don't have any like non-healthy friends, unhealthy friends. Like unhealthy like me. Like you're not, uh, you're not unhealthy, Unji. You are one of the most health, most Health, health conscious people. If you think you're unhealthy, then I'm far gone. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm space trash. No, but I'm saying like, I, in terms of like you, exercise. Because you drink like, and smoke. Yeah, I and, drink, I smoke. I like exercise. Like you do this sort of like basic things, but like I'm talking like. Oh, you're talking about like, oh, um, I watch everything that goes into my body. Yes. Oh, I see, I see. No, I don't know a lot of yes. Koreans like that. Like that. Or even Korean vegans. Like people who like. How dare shame on you? Yes, pe- pe- exactly. Pe- <laughs> I mean, like stuff. I'm talking like shit like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, two. I think the complex thing is like, mm. are you right? I don't look at my body and hate it. I don't think most people who have this complex, but it's like we talk that way about, about our ourselves. Bodies. Yeah. Why and ourselves? Because I think it's like bad manners to say that you've achieved. Like it's like it's that you hubris. feel good. Yeah, it's hubris to say. That's what I mean. Good. It's the. Oh, this is so crazy that you say this. This look, our timing is fucking. Of course, boom again. <laughs> Me and my friend Steve Song yeah. have been talking about this. Yeah. Because he and I are pitching a show, right. and we are college best friends, mm-hmm. and we met when we were nineteen, three days before nine yeah. eleven, and I was so shocked at nine eleven. I watched it at his house, mm-hmm. at his apartment, on his TV, mm-hmm. and. I think I just like clung to him because I was like, <gasps> uh, you know, like it's kind of like what we're ha- what's happening now. It's like a national, almost, yes. gl- almost global crisis. Yes. So and when we b- became friends, he he was telling me yesterday, like, I can't believe we're doing this together, but I also completely believe it. And I was like, why do you believe it? Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know, you've always had this thing. And I was like, what? And I told him, like, I always thought he was very special as, as far as, like, the way he dreams, the way he is, like, he's a creator. He has yeah. a creative mind, you know? And he was like, yeah, you've always had this thing that I never had, which is this fucking <laughs> insane sense of self. Yeah. Like, sense of uh, confidence. Mm-hmm. And, I, and he was like, you've always had that. And that's why I know, that's why I'm not, like, surprised we're doing this together. As, okay. But I am like, you know, like I didn't ever expect this, but I'm not surprised. Right. So like, I think that thing in me is what maybe makes me kind of immune to that feeling of like, oh, we should be humble. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. my mom always told me like, you know, yeah. you know, don't ever brag. Mm-hmm. Don't ever talk about yourself. Don't ever accept money. And I'm the exact opposite. I'm always asking for money. I'm always bragging. I'm always talking myself up. I mean, girl, I don't know. Like, I, that, isn't that the dream of America? Yeah. The whole I mean, point of coming here? Yeah. I mean, I understand. I mean, yes. But you know what's strange is that my mom always told me the opposite. And I think some of that is <gasps> Your mom told you. Oh, that's right. Like, like, yeah, yeah. you know, like, like. She didn't. She wasn't like. I, you should always be loud, but I just interpreted it that way, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just really took it and went, ran with it. Um, yeah. But like, it was. She. It's the opposite. She always told me that, like, chashingam. Like, she was very big into that. Even yeah. though at the same time, the complex, like the weight thing. I just truly think there's something about it that is very corrosive because eating disorders are on the rise in South Korea. Yeah. That like it's something in the natural national psyche about hubris, like about. Expecting too much because we are so accustomed as a people uh, to be disappointed. You know, may I like, be disappointed. Yeah, like I oh can't. Lord, may I be disappointed? <laughs> like God. we're so accustomed to that, and I yeah. think that is so built into the psyche that it like manifests this way. And mm. now as the people move, sense. and as we move towards capitalism and shit's like different now, yeah. like you're seeing the sort of ramifications of that inside of mental illness, the rise yeah. of all that shit there, right? And you see it in the Korean American community specifically. Strange mm. enough, what I'm going to be talking about today, but that's <laughs> like certainly like a part of this, like this thing for the two of us. I think it's we've always 
it, there's something that, it's the opposite we just like hate that that's expected of us yes that's that, how that's what drives us yes, is this like, like how dare you tell me to behave and you're like trying to shirk that sort of yes because f- it's really faux it's faux humility it is and faux you're not actually pe- that people are actually pretty confident like i mean you gotta be you gotta be like there's a lot of swagger especially like you know if you've been ever been to a church and you've seen the guy with the biggest car like you see <laughs> swagger like it's all <laughs> built into this like ex- yeah. experience but it's not a part of how you manifest things outwardly right that lexus jeep ain't gonna fucking fix it you yeah. know what i mean <laughs> That's what, I mean, that's it. And so, like, for us, because we, we would never get a Lexus or never, I mean, could we dream, but. <laughs> May I dream to May be I disappointed dream. with a Lexus. So we got to have a, a Lexus personality. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I always thought that I had a Lexus personality and a Kia face. <laughs> I, I, just, I same. I think mine yeah. is more accurate, accurate personality. Oh, I got a personality. I got a okay. Honda, Honda face. Honda face. All right. Honda face, not bad. Very reliable face. <laughs> <laughs> Easily fixable. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it has been. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's get into the damn show. Okay. Uh. Um, okay. Wait. Let's just do one of these quick reviews before we move on. I love it. One of our last reviews, guys. I mean, we're running out of reviews because obviously it's pandemic and people don't want to review a podcast. (laughs) But hey, we we said we'll read it. So we're reading all of them. And thank you for sending. If you send it in, we'll read it. That's always always eating. Ha ha. Ooh. Or I ring. Ha ha. Okay. This is 521 2020. OMG, you guys are amazing. Two exclamation points. Love it. Yes. She's serious. I don't want to admit it. I don't want to admit it. Born in 1986. Okay. Um, You can admit that. (laughs) 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 But I am that stereotype Ajima, guys. I love this podcast. Yes. I love this podcast so much. Peter and Anji, my name is spelled incorrectly, uh, are the funniest. Your filthy (laughs) mouth is just the best. Filthy? <laughs> Yo, you gonna jump? Okay. Just detonzer, it's in the back. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> filthy, okay. Yeah, filthy, filthy mouth. mouth. Okay. I, I like this person. Yeah, I the like the way this. they're writing this. It's very like chilla. Yeah. And I, yeah, you're getting me going. It's, I'm hard. You know what it is? It's a uh, this nick game. Like you know, people that's like when you drink like this. Yeah. Oh, that's how I'm sitting right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like that. Okay, <laughs> that's the that's the, the that's the this nick game. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. your filthy mouth is just the best. I just <laughs> don't even understand how witty and smart you can be on the spot. Oh, mm. <laughs> okay. Uh, I will never be able to talk like you guys in a million years. I want you guys to post a new pod daily. Seven days is too long to wait. <laughs> oh my god. Wow. <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait to meet you guys in person. Hopefully, keep up the good work. I love you. Thank you. Oh, I we rang love ha-ha. you. I rang haha. Thank you so much. Damn, that's a good review. That is a good um, review. <laughs> she said seven days is too long. Too you long, have to do long. it daily. Imagine we put this out daily. How crazy that would be. <laughs> <laughs> no one would be watching. There's no one. We would have like three people watching, and two of them would be my mom. Two of my mom's accounts at work. You know what I mean? Like, hey, I wonder if she if they're talking about my cosmetics company that I keep. Ay, ay, ay. We'll talk about that later, by the way. Yeah. My mom's driving me fucking nuts. I love her, love her to death, but she's one of these people that I'm like, you are incorrigible. Like, we we are exactly the same it's just like god you're a fucking little rascal but gotta love you (laughs) i mean you guys are talking a lot more we're talking a lot more yeah yeah i think the pandemic has gotten us closer i freaked out because she got sick at the beginning of pandemic and i came to like a moment where i was like here i go bearing another parent you know yeah Yeah. and i did the you know and i have to be like Okay, breathe into how to deal with another parent passing, and um, and she didn't pass, thank God. You know, it was just a cold at the okay. beginning, and uh, and she's a fighter. She was like, "Oh, okay," you know. So she yeah. won't, she's like, <laughs> she's she's gonna stick through it. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm very happy that we're talking a lot more. Cool, that's great. 
So, um, Patreons, thank you so much. Uh, we actually got some hot, hot steaming tea that we are going to be dropping hopefully in the next week or two, depending on how things progress. But we got some- if, if For people who are not watching on YouTube, I'm wiggling my eyebrows so hard. Unji <laughs> knows because she's the third person I called with this news and I fully <laughs> did not have a shirt on. So- <laughs> and I did not mention it until the second call of the day with him where he didn't have a shirt on. <laughs> I did have a shirt on because we had 19 other people on the team. <laughs> Um, I, I was getting so hot. Like I was getting so excited. I got hot. I had to take the shirt off, but no nipples. I am a lady and I, (laughs) and we had a great time and, um, we talked about, uh, some news and we're going to be dropping that on the Patreon. So if you're interested and available, please check out the Patreon. We love you. I hope you guys got all your toes and stuff. It's It's such good. It's so hot. It's like how you have to blow on. You gotta take a sip before you take a sip. <laughs> uh, but anyway, <clears throat> I have some news to let you know, uh, Unji. Comic to comic. Yeah. Limestone Comedy Festival emailed again saying, we are doing this no matter what, September, and we are going to be no social matter distancing. What? Yeah. And I said, and then they said, if you feel uncomfortable, we understand, but here's the deal. And, you know, with them saying that and American Airlines and United Airlines not fucking doing the you know middle row empty shit they're packing their planes again i said i'm not going yes i'm not going i'm sorry you're gonna have to get someone else i just don't and this is not what i told him but i told myself in in my head i don't like comedy enough to die from it or even be a little sick from it i don't (laughs) not even a little sick. not even a sniffle bitch i don't want (laughs) i don't like it that much turns out you can I take a sniffle. No, I won't. I'm too comfortable now. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's just my life. I and I realized that I needed comedy, Carpal especially tunnel? when okay. <laughs> <laughs> pinch nerve, upset stomach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. I, I, I would do comedy for diarrhea. <laughs> if it was, if diarrhea was the worst thing to happen to me doing comedy, yes, I'll do. I it. would say it's the best thing that happens to me when I do comedy. <laughs> And usually it's of the mouth. Of the mouth, yeah. <laughs> you can go out of both ways. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's a reverse Ouroboros. Everything's going out of the holes. <laughs> it's Buros Ouros. Um, yeah, I, I've, I've come to Bao uh, Mijongni, speaking of, yeah. about, about my identity as a comic and as a performer. Ooh. I've come to uh, a, a grave decision, and not not grave, honestly. The only thing grave about it is that the idea of it being my my main squeeze, my main passion, is yeah. dead and in the ground. What? So you did not dead. tell me that we were having a wake right now. <laughs> what the fuck? It's a memorial. <laughs> what? What? Yeah, what are you this saying? is a memorial for my dreams of being a uh, a comedian eh? yeah i mean the way i dreamt of it I, obviously i love what we do here we're still doing comedy right now sure in our way of in course our way. yeah i'm doing comedy on my insta stories you know like maybe yeah. i'll maybe i'll finally download tiktok and sign my life away to the chinese government but yeah i mean i can't wait i if once i get a phone that can download tiktok it's TikTok. over <laughs> <laughs> we need to upgrade you. <laughs> but yeah, I've um uh with that limestone email, I've just kind of like chubbed. Yeah. This this dream of like <sighs> Carnegie Hall, you know, like yeah. Yeah, I've had to. And you know what it is? What I found out? I like comfort of more than comedy. Okay. Really? This pandemic has made me decide which one do you want more okay do you want to have a lot of money and be comfortable or do you need to be funny i don't need to be funny as much as i need to be comfortable yeah but i mean the idea like you was you were never going to be okay let me say this this feels like to me you are a soup stand during the summer the soup stand, huh? sh- the soup stand, if you've uh-huh. ever been to, um, you know how soup box turns soup in the summer to the ice box? No, I don't know what you're talking about. There's a soup stand in Chicago <laughs> that, uh, that closes during the summer and it becomes an ice cream uh-huh. stand. Okay. And so this to me feels like you're a soup stand. Okay. 
that's shuddering and going to start selling ice cream during the summer. Because the, sure. the summer is the summer and the there's no reason. The season's not it. The, the se- this is not the season. The demand's not there. The not, demand is not there. No one's so going to want it. something else. You're s- selling something else. Yeah. But it will be winter. Winter is coming. Ah, uh, so that's what you're saying is that you're saying, I'm saying the season's, it's, the climate change is real and yeah. <laughs> it is forever changing. And you're and saying I'm, it's a hoax. It's a hoax. <laughs> you're saying it's 5G. You're blaming this on Huawei. That's why we can't do comedy is because of fucking Huawei. <laughs> I see. It's a fundamental difference in, in what we expect of our future. Okay, that was a good read of me. Uh, <laughs> and also almost too accurate. Yes. <laughs> now, I would say that like, this is not going to be forever, but I see what you're saying. But I, bitch, I know you. You're going to get on a stage and you're going to want to do it again once you can. Once I can, sure. But I guess what I'm saying is right now, I see a lot of my cohorts yeah. going back on stage. Yeah. I had this girl uh, uploaded a thing saying 100 days since my last show. Yeah. Fin- finally back. And she's like in this theater with like 16 people all sitting away from each other. Mass. You know what I mean? I'm like, and where was this? In L.A. What? Yes. Wait, they're and, opening up indoor theaters and having people fucking... I mean, fucking... it's DIY. It's DIY. It's like a fucking okay. show or something. But you know what I mean? Like, it's, it, it's that thirst of like, <gasps> I need to get back into it. Like, I'm just saying, I don't have that. I think maybe in the beginning of my career, mm-hmm. I had that thirst to DIY a show because I couldn't go 101 days without comedy. Yeah. That's just not my life nor ministry. I don't have it. I don't have it in me. And it's nice to know, finally, I think because of this, because you know what? If I did have it in me, I would have said yes to that limestone. I would have driven in my car yes. to limestone. Yes. I would have made a face shield and plexiglass just to yes. get in front of the audience and do it for limestone. Yeah. I don't have it. And some of these bitches out here do. That is a good yes. Well, then in that case, I guess mine is dead too. <laughs> well, I didn't even know. I, mean, I, mean, I didn't realize I've been sleeping next to a dead person this entire time. Turns out I've been, I've been, I've been breathing life into a dead dream. Just thinking that because I was blowing into it. I mean, because well, yeah, I don't want to fucking. I don't want to. There's no part of me that wants to. I just like. There's no part of me that wants to take on that risk. It's that's not worth saying. it. There's no worth it for and me. And then there are people out there that will. But that to me is nuts. Those are, those, those are 5G people. Those are 5G people. Yeah, yeah. That, so that's what I mean. That's where I'm at is if I can't have the delusional passion mm-hmm. to DIY a 16-person show, social distance, because I need to make sure they know that I am still out here doing the thing, honey, it's past. And it's gone. I don't. Oh my god! I don't. Are you telling me that you have to endanger your life to be considered like that's fucking? I mean, okay, DL Hughley collapsed on stage. Collapsed in front of a packed audience, and the the man fell, (laughs) dropped. Like he's telling a joke. Second show at the end. So he's coveting. He's coveting all over this. He's spewing COVID. Everywhere. No and there one's were people masked. in the front row. Yes. It was packed. Packed. For DL Hughley, of all people, like, so, you know, it's the I mean, same. I don't, I don't even love comedy enough to go to a show. That's, I would, <laughs> I, would, I, don't, I never did before pandemic, so I'm not going to even talk about that. But <laughs> comedy was very selfish for me. I think that's what I'm trying to say is comedy has always been selfish act for me. Mm. I've never, I never understood people who said like, I just love to make people laugh. I don't, I don't care about that. I like that you laugh because I made you laugh and that like makes me feel good about laugh. myself. Yeah. I like the and I, I go a plus check plus in my head yeah. and said, I did that. And I feel now full yes. for the next 24 hours. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to be mean to my boyfriend. Yes. I say 12 hours. <laughs> okay, great. Okay, 24. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I have an extended release. Yeah. 
You're not snorting. You're not snorting it. Okay. (laughs) But this pandemic has really proved that like, okay, then strip that away. What do I have then? Why, what am I getting my internal validation from? And, you know, obviously comedy wasn't an internal validation because it was truly external. So I had to figure out how to do it internally. And I'm moving on. I'm, uh, do you know what it is? I'm going to be rich. (laughs) That's what it's come down to. Okay, you hugged a tree in the (laughs) desert and you came back with, I got to be rich. Bitch, no. You you knew I was saying that since day one. Go back to tape, February 2017. I started the podcast saying, I hate that I'm not rich and I'm doing this fucking podcast. On my own DIY. Yeah, I think there's the, one of the funniest things when we both looked at each other was like, nobody's making less money than us. <laughs> <laughs> like of all our friends, truly. nobody's making less money than me. Zero. We owe money. <laughs> but but truly the most confident person in both of our friend groups. <laughs> that's I know. I know. And that's why when people are friends with both of us, they're like, this is impossible. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they are. Because yeah. it's truly, it's like so much confidence for no reason. For like, no like- reason. I know. But what reason do you need? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Y'all keep looking for a reason because I'm not going to be out here with zero reasons. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I know I'm good at things. That's it. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I've, I've come to a point in my life where I, maybe I'm just getting older. I'm, I feel finally like I don't have to keep telling people I'm good. Yes, but you're also not just, it's, okay, I understand this thing about you want to be rich, but also, Peter, it's yeah. not just about you being rich. It's like you are what? being, you want to get rich doing the thing that you are good at specifically. Oh, yeah. You I want to be, like, yeah. here's, here's, okay, here's what, re, here's the TT. I want to be rich without working that hard. <laughs> okay? That's why I chose comedy, because it's easy. It's not easy. Come on, compared to fucking sitting in a, 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 a dimly lit office space in a fucking cubicle for some people, day in day can, out. For some people, some people carry that load light lighter and better well, okay, than we would have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it is. Well, you know, different strokes for different folks, yeah. right? So for me, what was easy was doing comedy. Yes. I couldn't sit there and do it. No. Now, is is comedy easy? No, absolutely not. That's not what I'm trying to say. It's fucking one of the hardest things ever. But, you know, it's exactly what you're saying. You want to do the thing that you like doing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's I, also like the only job you can drink at and just do for like literally 10 minutes a day. <laughs> I know. It's really changed. But, yeah, I want to be I, – I want my next step post-COVID, post-whatever this fuck Trump era is – Yes. Is to be one of comfort. Okay. I have gone through struggle. Mm-hmm. You have struggled. I have struggled. I have then not struggled. Mm-hmm. Then I was afraid of that not struggle. So I threw myself back into struggle. Okay. To prove myself I could not struggle the right way. <laughs> Does okay. that make sense? Okay. I mean, I'm struggling to understand your struggle. Okay. <laughs> it's like someone looking for love. In all the wrong places? Yeah. (laughs) Yes. And marrying for the wrong reason. Mm. And then the second and divorcing because you go, man, I married this person, but I wasn't being truly myself. So who am I? How do I even know if I was, you know, if this person's right for me because he was marrying someone else. Right. And then now I'm saying I'm myself and I'm second time around marrying for who I want to be. Okay. That's it. And that person is a very rich person. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I married right for the I married I married for the right reasons the first time then. Wow, good for you, bitch. <laughs> nice. <laughs> wow, some of us do it right. <laughs> no, I mean this is really big. Like we have not talked about it because we've been talking about other stuff, but this is really this big. This is a huge thing. You just yes. like you turning you're turning the page. I'm turning the page. You've been I'm talking saying, about this since the beginning of pandemic. But you're, you're right. like truly turning the page. I'm saying chapter four. Yeah. Okay. 
I mean, yeah. I, I, I think I agree with you. I mean, I haven't categorized it that way in my mind, but your yeah. feelings about it are exactly the same as mine. Like, I don't really want to. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't want to risk. I have no interest in doing it that way. I've written very little outside of other things, right. uh, straight up jokes. But I also, you know, just like Zoom shows alone, like, I guess I don't have the sort of youthful vigor to yeah. pursue it. We don't. The way that I would have, you know, if I was like, I mean, even the way that I'm, I'm, you know, I think four or five years in, like I would have at the beginning, I would have been hungry for it, um, even at my age, I think. But yeah. where I am and how I feel about my career, you're right. Like, I just don't have that, like, you know, because I think that's a lot of people who are in show, who, or show business or in comedy. It's like people who did stand up, got to a certain level and it's like, I don't want to put in the 80 to get into that special 20. Yeah. To get that last 20%, you know? Yeah. Um, it's like... If, especially if, in pandemic. Because I could have toiled right. like this forever. I would have been good. Right. No, I get it. But the pandemic just gives us a reason to reset. You know, my and friend actually... really organize. She, she put it this way. She's like, there are parts of me that are really grateful mm. for specifically like IO closing. Mm. Because it forces me to put that down. Yes. And now, I, and now I, am, I can pick up things that actually matter to me. Absolutely. Instead of holding on to things that were given to you or bequeathed or you're holding on to for obligation. Exactly. Or just because you're already holding it. Right. And you don't even understand why you're holding on to it, you know? Right. Exactly. Inertia, right? All those mm. things. Mm. And this forces us to like, and honestly, this is my update. I, today, bitch, I dropped off my son at <gasps> fucking school. Yes! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's I just awesome. drove around like I almost went home. I was listening to music. And I just like blew by that bitch and was like went to a car wash and wow. then cried in this car wash. Uh, <laughs> I can see as the soapy water goes yeah. <laughs> across the fucking windshield. Because I was like sad that he was gone and I felt so Aww. much relief, you know? Yeah. It was like all these things happening at the same time. Like I'm, I feel relief. I'm sad that he's gone, and also like it's just a, a release of all this entire week. And yeah. and also like I'm also the thing about it is like being alone, truly alone for the first time in many weeks. Mm. Like I'm in a car by myself, probably for the first time in many weeks. I mean, didn't we've it, talked about this. Just didn't it feel alone. glorious? Bitch, I cried. It was like crying in the shower, except I got to stay dry. Like with the water and the boom, yeah. boom. Like yeah, I was like, yeah. you're totally alone. It's dark. And I just got to like release. And I'm oh. listening to music about like drugs and shit. Yeah. Oh, you what, what song was it? It's a, Her name is like Ipsy Sol or something. And the song is okay. called Drugs. And then there's another one called Bruises by Yumi Oza. Like stuff like that. Like I, it was like I was in peak emo girl mode yeah <laughs> and i uh, you, you went back to your first form yes i did revert back <laughs> to my original form <laughs> and it is a sobbing mess instead of i mean truly and i just like zoomed out of there and i just drove mm -hmm. bitch i just drove up and down western ashland wow and like just listen to music let my tears dry oh. as i had the windows down and just drove for like literally like an hour amazing i know yeah i just like i didn't anticipate doing this i literally was gonna come home my plan was like do laundry do this xxx and i just needed today to just let my hair down yeah and blow in the breeze and that is amazing. my i i told my friend i texted her i was like i know that i feel free because i truly today thought about whether or not i love forks or spoons more <laughs> for like 10 minutes i was like <laughs> <laughs> that's how you know i'm free yeah, it sounds like you were high, but yeah, maybe that's the same thing. <laughs> I mean, truly, I'm not, I'm not on anything. I'm high and feeling free. Amazing. I'm so happy for you. I feel yeah. like the lightness you're feeling. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I find, I finally get it. I'm like, oh, she can breathe. Yes. I'm yeah. not like literally feeling the, pre like the weight of the household. Yeah. Like just coming down on me and it's not like it was it's just for me like we were talking about like some people carry the weight of a of a cubicle life more yeah and for me i think i feel the same thing with like household shit 
That uh, that's your cubicle. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It feels I, like I feel tyranny that. to me. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, girl. You need to hire a fucking maid. <laughs> you know, or yeah. a helper, a tomi, something. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Koreans always have fucking Ajma living here in with like a baby on her back and a baby on her chest. You know what I mean? Like making the tenjangjige, and you get home, businesswoman. You know, like Ooh. you don't treat. Yeah, you you you're nice to her. You're you know, but. I'm not saying like yell at the lady, but you know, it's, it takes but a I'm fucking stern, village. But I'm stern. I let yeah. her know. <laughs> you let her fucking know that you don't <laughs> like tenjang chige. Nemsa na dogwetche. Ajima! Iko boya. Dona mogo. Then steak shikka. <laughs> okay, with that, we're gonna take a quick break. Yes. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go pee pee. I'll be right back. All right. Well, one of Minneapolis' most talented chefs, Ann Kim, has been known for her fabulous pizza places, Pizzeria Lola. Hi, my name is Ann Kim, and I'm the chef owner of Pizzeria Lola. It's run by Chef Ann Kim. Ann Kim's story is an immigrant's tale. When we first opened up Pizzeria Lola, we didn't have any Korean influences on the menu. I wanted to challenge some of my diners. So the first pizza that we put on the menu is called the Lady's Aza, and we have kimchi on that pizza. And I think it's funny that a lot of our guests come and tell me that their introduction to kimchi for the first time is on a pizza, but they fall in love with it and that they feel more inclined to go experience Korean food in a deeper way. Yo, if you are not aware of the what K-pop stands are doing, like I don't know what the fuck is going on with your life, but these kids are coming through. And they're not just kids, by the way. These K-pop stands that are being politically active, they are Americans, by the way. Yes. They're not, they're not Korea Koreans. No. Because they could not care less. <laughs> I mean, it's like me like rah rah siskumbaing about yeah. Moon Jae-in. You <laughs> Moon know, Jae-in, like yeah. I'm not I'm not doing it. But speaking of Moon Jae-in, that ties us back into what we're talking about today. So K-pop stands have been outdoing themselves mm-hmm. and they've been flooding like problematic hashtags like White Lives Matter. Whenever these things like little fringe things start up, they're on top of it and they just fucking yes. like they use the mob mentality for for good. You know, this is like trolling for good. Yeah. I mean, they literally are like um, antibodies for the any virus on <laughs> the Internet. They like go yeah. and swarm it and they gather and yes. they're organized. Yes. Hyper organized. Yes. Especially during pandemic. Young people don't have much to do. So this is a really good way to really be stay active. And there's a lot of great articles co- coming around about like how the future Gen Z is being politically active online. And yes. It, it, yes. It, there's a great article by TK Kim uh, or TK Park. from vulture and uh look it up it's it's this great article he wrote about like explaining why k-pop fandom works the way it does and why america should have seen it coming and he talks a lot about like um like what they're the the difference between like someone who's a fan from a fan of taylor swift versus a fan of blackpink or bts is that k-pop fans uh become completely like synergized with their idols right with idol pop mm-hmm. and they yeah. are on the journey of their um of their victory together it's this like underdog mentality built into the thing as opposed to like pop comes completely manufactured and say wow look at this star right. you know like k-pop is look at these people becoming stars and that exactly. really ignites a closer uh, connection to the fandom because not only are they directly um, responsible for your stardom, they also can feel this like, oh, then that means I could be a star. Yes. If I could, people supporting this person this way, people could support me this way. And it's a really good kind of like cool use of this mob mentality. And um, the way K-pop albums come out, they have their own like booklets and collectors editions. So it becomes not just about the music, but about being part of the club or it's an immersive experience. 
immersive, immersive jo- experience. A lot like sports. Yes. And yes. especially with sports disappearing right now, I think K-pop is on the rise. I'm not sure if that's anecdotal or not, but it probably <laughs> is. But any any other type of fandoms rising right now because yes. we all need that. It's, a, it's an inherent thing about homo sapiens that we love to tribalize. We love to other, mm-hmm. you know, but like with K-pop stands, it's less about like my K-pop group of boys versus your K-pop boys. It's just like we want the best for our boys. Idol. Uh, They're idol. literal yeah. idols. They're literal idols. <laughs> this is golden calf situation. You know what I mean? Yes. Like in the Bible, in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. I we mean, are, it's, it's very intentionally that way. Yes. You're, they, like, people identify with a specific... It's, all, it's like <clears throat> with one solo pop people like Britney or mm-hmm. T-Swift or whatever. It's one person. <laughs> <laughs> it's one person. But if you've yeah. ever... If, if anyone of our age remembers boy bands, okay? Oh, the yes. original Lou Pearlman prototype slash pedophile ring. Mm-hmm. Um like you picked in your f- friend group someone that you the yours right right like Th- this is the me in this group yes or this is the me in this group oh i you know this is how we are oh this is a mapping of our friend group yes yeah and like the literal like i was always what who the guy in the band who turned out to eventually be gay um, let's pass that's yes <laughs> <laughs> and then Jonathan and New Kids on the Block. Like I, like I was always the leftover person. I was like, everyone yeah. else got the chigos, and then whoever didn't pick, I was usually take. That's the me. Yeah, yeah. That is my vibe. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> but it's a full owner. But the thing is, like, you also then when you identify with it, then you like know everything about them. Right. It becomes a part of your integral identity that you are this yes. per- identify with this person. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's like it's very interesting because. K-pop star stands, but K-pop stars are typically also not political. Very intentionally so. Intentionally, they're supposed to be because it's a lot like old Hollywood, where there's like, oh, no one's political. We don't. We want the most amount of fans. We just don't want to, you know, um, alienate anyone. But BTS is the first iteration of this like new age of K-pop actually being political. Yes. Um, because they're saying, you know what? The people who are like against Black Lives Matter, already we will never, they won't be the, our fans. No right. one who is saying white lives matter is trying to be army. Like that, <laughs> that Venn diagram does not exist. But there are also a lot of black, like African American K-pop fans. Yes, it's a, huge. That's actually a huge contingent. Yes. American K-pop fans are black. And it's this uh, and this writer talks about this in the Vulture article about how K-pop originally seeped into America through like Korean immigrants. But because of this idea of feeling othered, all these other ethnic groups are attaching to the K-pop message, which is you're not different Mm -hmm. you're you you know you're you love yourself even though you are different yes even though you're you are different yeah you know it's okay like be you know live your truth outshine you know it's this like whiting meant that mentality that other people didn't have and that's such a amazing thing because it's something that i always thought that hip-hop was for me as a korean american because i didn't see I, I only saw K-pop, the first iteration of K-pop in Korea. Yes. So it felt so far away from me. It's like I had to look back at my mother's country to feel represented. And, right. and that's why we, we all turned to hip-hop. And because of that, I'll say it right here on the podcast, when we were, my, I think I've said it before, when me and my uh, friends went to high school, we mm-hmm. would call each other the N-word. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like... <laughs> N-I-G-G-A, you know, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and we would say it in a way where it meant dude or yes. bro. It was never meant to do like, but like course, in the rap songs you guys all sang together. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yes. And we and back then it was bad, but we didn't have the foresight to know it was bad because we didn't have the amount of awakened populace of how fucked up the system is. We were only told by three or four channels that the system was fine, right. that slavery was over, that w- civil rights was good, integration, <laughs> desegregation. You know, like yes. the media tells us what we ought to believe. And because the media has stratified into social media, now we see that there have been so many corrupt things that we were not privy to before the internet. And 
now if we had the internet back then and, and masses of people were saying, yo, stop fucking using that word because it hurts our feelings and it hurts us. Then I think we would have been like, oh shit, of course, you know, right. but that just wasn't the time. So that when I see people like doing blackface, like, oh, you know, not doing blackface, but like apologizing yeah. for blackface, I kind of understand. Right. I understand that we grew up in a time where we were too stupid. We were too ignorant to these things. And that's not an excuse, right. but that is what happened. Nowadays, to do blackface today feels so idiotic. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I guess I'm, I sound like an apologist of the 90s, but I guess, I, I'm, I guess <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. You're like started. In the- I know. I'm like going alt-right. All of a sudden, <laughs> I just want to say I have empathy for those people. Mm-hmm. I do feel like they should be brought. If, if there was a recording of me dropping the N-word nonstop in the 90s and it came out and canceled me. Man, I understand. I, that sounds bad. Uh, that fucking sucks. <laughs> but I, have to, I, I also understand like me and my friends were 14 years old and we just didn't know better. And thank God and, that no one had a Walkman and uh, uh, no one would be able to record anything. A recordable anything. Walkman? Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? I said some fucking awful shit back then. And not because, again, intent to hurt, but because I was too stupid to know better. I mean, I think the beginning of this was that you were talking about like as someone who felt ostracized. And like that's sort of the thing that's happening a lot with the K-pop stands. It's funny yes, because yes, yes. the article specifically talks about how this is a huge phenomenon that is not at all understood by the mainstream. It's like yes, huge. Especially the GOP. Yes. But it's the- huge. I mean, if you are not, you know how I know it's, you know, um, it's funny. Uh, you know, Conan O'Brien, his daughter is like 14 and she is a huge K-pop. So you see him like he knows a little bit yeah. about this and he knows the names. He understands this because like he's a good also father. Also Steven Young, Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And like, but it's huge among mostly white or black, like just Americans here that all kind of live because it's like something that you can, it's so popular and yet so outside of the mainstream culture. That's yeah. why they're a perfect advocate, av- activist group online. Mm, because, because it's it, removed enough. Yes. And it's not like the, uh, and it's also like a lot of fandoms currently online, right? Yeah. This is starting to happen. Like, but, um, like T-Swift fans are never been mobilized this way, but it's the exact sort of detachment between BTS and their fans, mm. right? Like there's, they, because they have no political message and it's all being created by the fandom itself, it makes sense mm. that they would be able to do this, you know, because T-Swift sort of, saying. they look to her to give them instruction. Right. Same thing with uh, the Bayhive, right? Mm-hmm. They wait for her to they give them They wait for her to announce, yeah. Yes, and then yeah. they act. Yes. BTS. K-pop's, yeah. K-pop fandom is moving this forward. Yes. By themselves. Yes. Yes. Because yes. there is no overarching political message coming from BTS. There never will be, right? Outside I mean, of some, besides Black Lives Matter. Yes. But I mean, it's like that stuff that's built into sort of like how their fans choose to interpret their lyrics. How yeah, people yeah. talk. I mean, that, and that all happens in the fucking forums. Yes. Yeah. So, like, that's part of the freedom that K-pop stands have here. You know, they're unseen, wildly popular, so very numerous, right? And the thing yes. is, they're, like, people that are both T-Swift and K-pop. Like, it's so mainstream in schools now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's, <laughs> it's crazy. Like, Blackpink just released a, a song. It's pretty good. And it broke mm-hmm. multiple Guinness records on uh youtube records the 86 million views yes. the first 24 hours the biggest before that was bts yes and before that was taylor swift so you see this progression you know what i mean like people love to swarm for the thing they love to idolize mm-hmm. and now it's they're idolizing people that look like us yeah that's a fucking change that's what's, a huge change. But what's even crazier to me is that they're doing this. Most of these people are doing it for people that don't look like them. Do you know what I mean? Like for Interesting. Yes. Like the fact that they are moving and mobilizing, activating for a bunch of people. A bunch of that boys that don't look like anyone they know. That look like us, right? Yeah, they, but yeah. they don't look like... I mean, we are... There's like that idea is so... 
integrated into both of our minds. Of course, we always activate for people that don't look like us because most people we have to don't look like us in the media. <laughs> I know that's what fucking blows my mind. Yeah. That's what feels so fucking powerful. And maybe that's why I feel like I don't need to do comedy anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. I don't feel powerless. I, I do, of course, because that's just life. But I don't feel as powerless as when I was 14 and listening to, you know, Biggie Smalls and, and, and relating my struggle to the black struggle, even though it was millions of miles apart. <laughs> but it was the only POC yes. Yes. that was doing it in a yes. cool, swagging way that yes. like I could look up to and yes. idolize. We yes. always needed idols and call it idol, call it role models, call it where the fuck you want. You need we want leaders. We want to follow. We are made to follow and we love love to follow so like the fact that the leaders have become us people who look like us that shit is fucking crazy <laughs> <laughs> no it's, it's true it's, it's true. a powerful time to be korean it's not just an honor to be asian it is fucking dope to be asian yeah yeah i mean it's it's this article, you guys, if you want to go through it, it is a very fascinating. Look, it's a kind of I, Peter and I were both talking about it. It's a kind of a unique take on the K-pop stand phenomenon. Yes, I yes. mean it's been re- it's widely reported. Yes, it's been widely reported, but very specifically, he's speaking to its effectiveness and why it's happening now. And I think um, you should check it out. It's very good. It's K-pop activism. I think wait, it's the actual is K- U.S. politics should have seen K-pop stands coming, yeah. and. It's a very cool insight into like sort of the built-in bit of like racism in the GOP not seeing us and not, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> true. Uh, like, also, them uh, Fox News reporting out Trump's rally has been pranked by fans of a group called K-pop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like they just do not. I mean, they're so old. So it's like it is a youth-oriented movement that like truly because it's like to me such a powerful statement about how young people are oftentimes not seen by the culture but the culture is co-opted right so it's it's completely ignored until we need to make dollars as adults yeah and and this is them taking ownership over that and it's so interesting because the internet is truly trash uh, <laughs> um, one of my coworkers recently was saying that if the internet was a place, no one would want to go there. Um, and it's true, but it also provides, it like, um, it democratizes voices and does give equal standing to, a, like, the situation. You know, like, anybody can kind of rise to the top. It's good yeah. and bad, you know? It, the whole thing ends with, like, if a reality, the reality show boom created like the reality oh, show yes. president yeah they're what like can this create can we have a k-pop president <laughs> <laughs> like a man like a, K- a president with like a swoop, like a beautiful swoop. <laughs> beautiful creamy skin could speak english as well as korean and a little bit of japanese <laughs> a tiny bit of japanese we don't want to go over we're having some friction right now uh, we'll talk about that next week all right we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back Covered wood fired French pizza ovens, a Le Pagnol at this place where they're doing off the hook pizza. This is Pizzeria Lola. Let's make a Maisharoni. No throw? No, that's just for show. You don't believe centrifugal force has anything play in it? Maybe, but you know, this is just a nine inch pizza. Oh, okay, well. Uh, the house red sauce, Wisconsin mozzarella, fennel sausage that we made earlier. Natural casing pepperoni. Audio bypass. <laughs> Adios. Stick it in the oven. So we're running the deck right around, what'd you say? Between 550, 600. Okay. Yep. Yeah, they cook fast. You don't have to wait long for a pizza pie here. Still a final crisp on it? Oh, yeah. All right. Look at that right there. Oh, look how thin that is. All right, we're okay. back with Kick-Ass Koreans, you guys. Kia! Today I have the wonderful Jean H. Lee. 
Uh, at Ooh. News Gene, award-winning Pulitzer Prize-nominated writer okay. and commentator <laughs> yeah. and expert on North Korea. Okay. Uh, she was the bureau chief uh, of Associated Press Korea, I believe, 2008 to 2013. Uh, in 2011, she became the first American reporter granted extensive access to Pyongyang, and she was uh, reporting on North Korea for a long time. She is an expert. She knows exactly what's happening. She's doing the research for us. She's um, now the director of Korea Center, which is part of the Wilson Center. Well, Another thing I had to look up, like last week, I had to look up Brooking, Brookings Center. Yeah, yeah. A lot of centers Brookings, out here. Institute, Institute. Institute, institute sorry, yeah. how dare I <laughs> denigrate the great Institute of Brookings? <laughs> this is a center. It's... <laughs> Woodrow Wilson, which I believe we're not too thrilled with. But anyway, <laughs> one fucking battle at a time. Uh-huh. Um, the place is actually called the Hyundai Motor Career Foundation. Hyundai Motor Korea Foundation Center for Korean History and Public Policy. <laughs> That's the full name. But it's out there to, uh, to bring um, the Korean culture and Korea to Washington, D.C., to have uh, a dedicated space for research and public policy programming. It's very similar to Brookings um, Institute. Cool. And um, yeah, anyway, so she's doing good work out here. She's been doing good work. She'd be a good person to kind of talk about or interview about what she sees as the future of unification slash North Korea slash is Moon Jae-in a true yeah. Moon Jae? Like, it's what's going on? Is he... What's with the North Korea China thing? I don't know. You know, like there's a lot of issues, and this would be a nice time to talk about. You know, if Japan Japan is going to be an issue, I've I've been reading some articles about how with Shinto, uh, not Shinto, with Abe, um, Emperor Abe, things are trying to like go back to this like pre-industrialized, pre. Um, equal rights, you know, like men are men and women should serve type of era. They're trying to like, there's a whole like group of fucking idiots like MAGA idiots trying to make Japan great again type of thing yeah it's basically a global thing it's everywhere Yikes. this like yeah. this push towards conservatism is really happening everywhere with, with the you know effect of globalization and how that affects culture and how that affects ego and the idea of man and what your need in society ought to be like it's really like it's a time okay um, but Anyway, News Gene, at News Gene, check her out. Cool. Yeah. Okay, my kick-ass Korean is from this, it was a long New York Times thing about a new book that they're describing as lavish. You know I love a lavish book. <laughs> um, and it's called Korean Art from 1953. Okay. And because of the 70th anniversary of the Korean War, there's been a lot of like discussion about Korea. And I think there's kind of been a newfound discussion inside of a lot of uh, American circles about sort of what really happened there and the price that was paid and sort of like how fucked up Korea was afterwards. Fucking finally. Yeah. I mean, like truly there was military. And so the sort of interesting art that happened outside out of this. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's the, if it's called, it's in the critics notebook. If you want to read it, it is a fascinating article. Um, and it does seem like a, the book is lavish and uh, it is expensive. Um, I think that's what they're trying to say. Um, but they describe this artist who she's like the foremost artist. Like she is like one of the preeminent contemporary artists of our time. Mm-hmm. Her name is uh, Hegu Yang. And um, there's an article about her in the style section that I just need to say makes her seem so fucking cool. Is this um, New York Times? Yes. Okay. And her, this is, I'm just going to read this little passage, okay? Yang is single by design and has no children <laughs> and, and few close friends. Like, ah! or, this is already a bitch after my own heart. Uh, <laughs> uh, Talk about idol. Yeah. Uh, a writer whose work resonates with Yang, the French novelist Marguerite Dura once said, quote, Oof. one does not find solitude one Mm. creates it in fact now that she's found success her biggest struggle is maintaining a sense of alienation akin to what she experienced during her student years in germany she like lives in berlin and and korea okay um this is what she said loneliness she said is the price Mm. i pay Mm. for this and like for me the fact that she's so frank about it was wonderful and some of her art and what she's trying to say about like isolation 
is truly gorgeous, especially if during quarantine. Yeah. It's, this article is very interesting um, about like how she is based, she hates and feels lonely and isolated, but also enjoys it. Mm. Um, and at the same time needs to belong. And so that's sort of like, this is the arty thing about, I, this is the sort of shit that I'm going to be able to think about now that I don't have a fucking kid and I can feel lonely, baby. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, she's, if you are interested in looking at just art and if you're interested in this book, check it out. I am, I have been reading this all morning and it has been riveting. So, so yeah. she's from Korea, Korea. Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. Yes. Awesome. It is cool. Lives and works She's, in Seoul and Berlin. Wow. A lot of uh, uh, Koreans going to Germany here. A lot of like artsy Koreans in Germany. You know, that's my favorite. Um, when I went to Germany, my friend's uncle was serving in the, he was based there. He's uh, a colonel. And mm. so we like stayed on base and stuff. And she had a friend, her aunt had a friend in Berlin. In, no, in Dusseldorf or whatever. Yeah. She was like a really cool Korean lady. Like, you know, she looked like a hip-hop alien sort of thing. You know, like... Ooh. You know the Korean yes. ladies that look like hip-hop aliens? Yes, yes, yes. There was she one was on like Making one, the Cut. Yes, yes. yes. She's <laughs> like... She was one of those. Okay. And she studied there. She was... There's a lot of uh, Koreans there. My un- my uh, cousin said that a lot of foreign exchange students, there's a lot of kinship between Germans and South Koreans. Wow. Similar okay. sense of humor. Rough and yeah. savage. Yeah. <laughs> Like there's no nuance. It's like a lot yes, of like clear direct. farts. Yeah, like this. Yes. They like this. This is heavy drinking. Like it's yeah. There's like they, they get along very well. There's a okay natural kinship. That's that's how I know this. Wow, um, that's very cool. Yeah, but there's a sort of like a big expat community, and Berlin is very huge for international art. And she's like yes. she's yes. had I think ten exhibits at like MoMA and Whitney in the Whoa. last. She's a big fucking deal. She is the preeminent contemporary artist of our day. Word. And she's fucking Korean. That's fucking crazy. I know. Amazing. Hey, Gyu Yang. Follow her. H-A-E-G-U-E-Y-A-N-G. She says, Bizur Chaka slash artist. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. Thank you. That's our show for the week. Thank you so much for listening. Check out our um, stuff on YouTube as well as Patreon if you're interested. And you guys stay safe out there. Wear masks. You know, uh, be, be kind. Chill. Yeah, yeah, be, be chill. chill. Yeah. Fucking relax for a second. <laughs> Treat yourself nice. And, you know, if whether you celebrate July 4th or not, let's all just eat some good food and be together. Oh, yeah. What all right. You, okay. Love you. I love you. Bye. Bye.